Welcome back to Take On. I am so excited to be back. If you don't know, I was in France for a couple of weeks. And as it turns out, when I was doing my research for starting the podcast, every site that I was reading on said, have 10 episodes prepped before you post anything. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm launching bi-weekly. It'll be fine. And recording a podcast with spotty Wi-Fi doesn't really work. So we're back now. And I'm so, so excited for you guys to listen to this week's episode. It's with my good friend Jasmine, who is an amazing interior designer. I will have Jasmine's personal and business Instagram linked in the show notes so you guys know where to find her. She has big things on the horizon, and I'm so happy to be along for the ride with her. And I feel like this podcast will be such a fun one. I've recorded a few interviews recently, so I have them kind of lined up for posting, but I wanted to put this one out first because it really feels like just sitting down for coffee with Jasmine and I and hearing some things that her and I would talk about just generally. And I think we'll give you a bit more insight on into who I am as a person and the amazing people I am so lucky to surround myself with. So with that, let's jump in. I know we've talked about feeling really lucky to be really supported by our families in entrepreneurial journeys. And for me, I think a lot of that support comes from my family having entrepreneurial backgrounds, whether that be parents who were entrepreneurs slash are, or my stepdad has been always really involved with raising capital for startups and involved me in that process and was always sending me pitch decks. Um, how do you feel like the support from your family has been influential and does it come from your family having entrepreneurial backgrounds? Oh, definitely. Of course. I think I'm very fortunate and you are too, that we, we grew up in these types of families. Um, definitely as a, as a kid, I always witnessed my father and my family, my, my father though, to be exact. Um, leading all of his different organizations and, and within all the different countries and always, you know, delegating and meeting with different um, certain individuals and always, you know, taking on different types of roles and, and different um, projects. So I think that really did motivate me. Um, it was very inspiring. And as I grow, I really do want to be like that and, and imply that into my work and um, my life. Um, but in a more creative sense and a more design aspect, but it did really inspire me to be where I am today. Yeah, definitely. And so what has your journey looked like? Were you always interested in being an entrepreneur or is that something that came a little later? (laughs) I feel like definitely throughout high school, I was always involved with businesses in the aspect of anything I could do, I would sell it. I would get on in grade seven, I was selling boots and I was redesigning boots and then selling them and I sold out. And then I took on even projects with, you know, jean jackets and I was painting them. And again, I I sold out and I had models and I had photo shoots and it was always like, what could I do next? Yeah. And I really, I really wanted to like, I I always was like, what can I do to get people involved Mm -hmm. and also kind of like, 
not be like kind of bored throughout their schooling and, and trying to like also turn on something in their mind to be like, yeah. there's more to life. Like let's be involved. And mm-hmm. um, so it was always, you know, taking on and doing these little startups. And then when I, I was graduating, I was going to go to business school because you think that that's something that we are going to go into when we're passionate about that. And it yeah. just makes sense. That's what everyone told me right? to do as well. Um, but when I, I got into business school, I just, I felt like it wasn't, um, invigorating enough. It was not passionate. I, I felt kind of still and it wasn't mm-hmm. making me feel comfortable. I, I, I felt out of place. Yeah. I felt that way about business school too, because so my fashion marketing program, some of the classes were with the business school mm-hmm. and then some of them were fashion marketing specific. And I felt like the fashion courses made things feel more tangible and it felt like I was directly working towards a goal whereas business school can feel so general that it's kind of like what am I applying this to in a way yeah yeah and I feel like a lot of things within school I I, I'm not against school but I feel like what they teach you are things that are in the book they're not necessarily Mm -hmm. obviously things that you are doing in life so when we're out there and we're being inspired it's way more practical than just you know learning the aspects of business Mm -hmm. school so that's why I found myself getting into design school which Mm -hmm. with interior design and architecture I felt that that was my place and I can actually now be inspired and and be more motivated to do this type of such work um but again it was the same concept once I was about to graduate again you know looking for the next place and as to where I want to go um my resume was not strong enough because I was mm-hmm. I was doing um, work throughout school uh, in the sense of with friends and family and always, you know, being involved with different startups and different developers and pitch decks and how to be involved with development and, you know, doing social media marketing. I was always yeah. involved, but mm-hmm. it was never within design firms. Yeah. So when I started to go and look for now my job in the world, I felt kind of clueless. I was like, where do I go? And no one's hiring me. Yeah, it can be so hard, especially in the design fields. I feel like they have very specific wants that often don't have anything to do with the program you went to. It's like often the real world experience that you have and if that's relevant to the exact role that you're entering. So it can be tricky. Um, And so you started Mirko right out of university then, right? Yeah. uh, During my degree year, um, I was just, you know, very inspired to just do my own and take my own part and, you know, take those reins and start. I I didn't know where I was going and how it was going to happen, but I was Mm -hmm. like, this is the time. And I had uh, a whole bunch of, you know, really strong network of friends that I grew up with, um, all starting their own startups and super successful within their, you know, their area. Yeah. And they used to always tell me like, you know, Jasmine, you don't have to go work in a firm. You, mm. you could just do this on your own. There, yeah. That's no so point. lucky to have that kind of network too, because I mean, I think the entrepreneurial lifestyle in your early twenties is not necessarily common and it's a bit of a different life path than most you know your work schedule looks completely different I'm and totally. <laughs> yeah so what what does that path look like for you in terms of do you feel like having a network of friends who are entrepreneurs is makes a big difference and um, yes yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah me too of course <laughs> i'm so so lucky to have met people who are like-minded mm-hmm. um definitely I, I i say this as a ritual but this is not built for the week we have to be our own person and kind mm-hmm. of like 
take this as like, this is war in the sense that like, you got to really take yourself and put on your shields and, and take on life. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, having your friends really do soften it and kind of make that journey so much more easier and more motivating. And if your friends are Mm like-minded, you're definitely going to take on that role. But if, if your friends are kind of pulling you away and they're not on that same path, it can feel really lonely. Yeah. And also it can feel like you kind of lose sight of what you're working towards in a way, I think. What like I've found in different periods of my life, I've been surrounded with different types of people. And right now I feel really lucky to have the friend group that we do. Um, but in times of my life where I'm surrounded by a lot of people that are on a more traditional route, it can feel kind of like the wins and the losses are very on your own because while other people can support you, if it's not the journey that they're on to, the support feels a little different. They can only meet you where they are, of course. So Uh, like uh, some of my best friends when we are messaging and we were talking all throughout university and even till today, and Mm -hmm. those are the same, same friends, we wouldn't be texting about, you know, what are we watching or what are these people doing? Or like, you know, so-and-so gossip. It was more like, what book are you reading? Are you doing this, this, this? Like what type of new businesses are you doing? Have you met this person? Are you taking on this Mm -hmm. leadership role? And it was always like, if I was talking with them and maybe I wasn't on, on guard, it kind of was like, Oh wait, I need to do more. And then talking to them always kind of definitely felt more. Yeah. It can feel like if you feel in a way, like you're a little ahead of the people that you're around, you can get very comfortable and kind of stagnant. Whereas I feel like if they're, you're surrounding yourself with people that are doing so much, it can be so motivating and really propel you forward. And on that note, working on growing something primarily on your own, I know you have an assistant now, but then the day to day is still, you know, kind of on your own to degree. Do you have any specific tips for staying motivated or navigating challenges when you're really doing it all alone? Um, yeah, uh, definitely having um, motivation is is key. Um, I'm, I'm always constantly talking to my dad, so I can't say I'm on my own because he's always, you know, I call him 30 <laughs> times a day and I'm like, oh, this I love is what that. I'm going to do. and. But um, what I've realized and what really helped me was having a gratitude journal. And I feel like kind of always just taking on in the morning, just as what am I grateful in this life? And what do I want to aspire to do? And what do I want to do for this day? Mm -hmm. Uh, Rather than like, even for this year is good. But sometimes just looking as to where you are right now and like, how can I do great for that day totally I was just doing my gratitude journal before you came over actually (laughs) it really Um, helps it really does for me I write down like the things I'm grateful for and then the things that I'm working towards whether that be like for that specific day or for long term yeah Um, and I find it really like sets up my mindset for the day and yeah it does keep me motivated in the sense of like first thing in the morning, I'm looking at what I'm glad that I've already worked to achieve. And then also what I'm working towards now, it feels like it becomes more tangible. When you're working on your own, it's different if you're working in a more corporate environment where you hit a a milestone or a landmark and then you get a raise or a promotion. Uh Whereas when everything feels kind of the same in entrepreneurship sometimes, at least for me in this pre-launch stage, it can feel good to make 
the small and big wins more tangible with the gratitude journal. Exactly. I And I feel like I definitely succeeded with creating a routine. Yeah. So tell I, me about your yeah, routine. I, I, I created this long list to do day by day. It's a little planner, a little schedule, mm-hmm. and it starts from 6.30 and it goes mm-hmm. in increments of maybe 30 minutes or yeah. an hour. And at least that way I know that like if I fall off by an hour, I'm like, okay, well, like what's the next step that I have to do? But yeah. starting off with just, you know, waking up and then having that gratitude time Mm -hmm. and then even just kind of like allowing myself to have that time for meditation or some sort of grounding aspect before even starting the work day just to realign my energy my aura my Mm -hmm. my vision my goals Mm -hmm. and then um getting into work and then getting into work I I go day by day all of well no hour by hour not even day by day we're going hour by hour now as to what aspects I mean checking my emails delegating Mm -hmm. different people like setting up the different you know meetings for the day oh now looking over social media looking at you know different orders what am I going to take on and every day is a little bit different which is amazing that's Mm -hmm. I love my career yeah so that's what I love too yeah exactly Our, our job is really fun and I feel like it's always changing but there is still a routine. Mm -hmm. And I think implying that routine for that week or for that month. And then even now you're looking at a year, Mm -hmm. you look back and you feel way more calm when you're doing something kind of repetitively. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, and maybe it's cliche, but it really is true to consistency. Yeah. I also feel like doing the, whether that be a to-do list or a schedule for the day, being able to look at it at the end of the day and have things crossed off really helps me because when you're working on your own company, you know, it's your baby. Like you yeah. think about it all the time. Exactly. It has to be perfect. I tell people that all the time. I'm like, this is my first child. Yeah. It's my firstborn, you know, possibly my diapers. only child. Yeah, so exactly. We got to raise this kid. It's right. making me age. And you know, you know, it makes you wake up in the morning and you know, during, even during the night, you can't sleep oh when you're thinking about it. Yeah. That's exactly what I was just going to say. And so like having that to do list or that schedule and seeing everything checked off at the end of the day is for me, the only way I can relax at the end of the evening and go to sleep peacefully because I'm able, even though there's always more to do, I'm able to see everything I accomplished in a day. Whereas sometimes if I just wing it and I, and I do get a lot done and I'm productive throughout the day without that structure to it, I almost go to sleep feeling like, Oh my God, what did I do today? Like, did did I get enough done? And so I think the routines really help. And I think the morning routine of doing things for you before you start to do things for work really helps and like whatever that is whether it's a 30 minute routine or two hour routine in the morning I think it's important to have that time for yourself before anything else yeah I I deal with and and for anyone who's listening it's not easy Mm -hmm. it is not easy so I deal with you know stress and anxiety on a daily basis mm-hmm. and I think incorporating like these little things like meditation if people are spiritual or not mm-hmm. I really do think it is grounding in that aspect because in day-to-day life with business with relations with people even just grabbing your morning coffee and people being annoying if someone pisses me off for the day my work is not going to be good because yeah. <laughs> I can't think clearly yeah and definitely. so having that aspect in that morning for just me time really does like it it implies and kind of it's going to be seen throughout my work yes definitely (laughs) I want my work to be clean yeah no I noticed that for myself too if I 
you know, sleep in or something and wake up rushed, have to like get right into work the second I wake up, I find that I'm so out of it all day. Like I'm kind of, I'm just not clear. I'm not focused. And I think it's important to recognize like, like you mentioned getting off track for by an hour or something behind in your schedule. It's important to recognize that if you do feel like, you know, out of it or off track, you can also like reset midday. Like you can oh, yeah. implement these oh, same yeah, routines. Like sometimes I do like a random meditation in the middle of the yeah. day. Or- and even like you said, having that, that list, like yeah. you should see my desk. Like I have like, you know, notes of different, even on top of my schedule or my planner, I have just like dotted down like little sticky notes all over yeah. my desk. And I learned that it, it's almost kind of like a stress reliever to just like you said, take that pen and scratch it off totally. and be like, I did it. Yeah. It's done. And then just you know, throw it away. Yeah. And it feels good. It's like a little like moving block and you're like, yep, yeah, wait, gone. Definitely. Yeah. And even sometimes I write down things in a more broken down way. So for example, instead of writing down emails, I'll write down a few specific emails that yeah. I want to send. Um, just that way it's like, I'm working through things faster. It feels like because it's more specific. I find that sometimes that helps me when I'm in a rut of like not being excited about work that oh, day yeah, exactly. to get those first few things crossed off really quickly can kind of help me get remotivated. There's technically even I, I've been trying lately, but like I have maybe 40 things I have to do in one day, mm-hmm. but necessarily I can't do my best within those 40 different aspects if I'm now spreading myself too thin. Mm -hmm. So then I'm like, okay, let's make it a top three and put those three as priority, do them so amazingly. Mm -hmm. And then I have, you know, the rest of the week. And if I finish those three things early in the day, I'll take on the next three Yeah, and and kind of going by a step-by-step process. And then you can actually show within those pieces that you, you really spent that time and Mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be seen. Yeah, definitely. And so, how do you feel like you keep track of work-life balance when you're working a lot? <laughs> I don't know if there's an actual balance. I feel like the ratio is more like 80 to like, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I know you're good though about like weekends. Like yeah. I, for a while, was treating every day the same. And I think I started to lose my mind. Like I was heading to dinner with my boyfriend one night and I was like, wow, it's like pretty quiet out for Saturday. And he was like, Jasmine, it's Tuesday. Oh my like, God. I was like, okay, I think we need to create some distinction between the days of the week. And I think, and I have done that now where like my weekends are more social, they're yeah. more restful. And like, of course, I do, I do do some work, but it's a little bit more relaxed. It's less scheduled when I do work on the weekends and it's lower on my priority list on the weekends. And I feel like you're really good about weekday weekend distinction. It's a beautiful thing having your own business because we get to have our own time, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, But what people don't know is that there is no off. There is, Mm -hmm. you have to be constantly taking calls, taking emails, talking to clients, going out for dinners and possibly people looking at you and seeing you because you're not, you know, just a worker, you're yeah. the boss. So yeah. you are always representing your work. Mm-hmm. So we're That's always been talking on. about a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like, you know, I, I recently just allowed myself Monday to Fridays, consistent work, uh, nonstop and, and from six to eight o'clock or seven o'clock, technically I try to do my work and then get in my gym time and whatever time, yeah. me time after. And then, um, Fridays I, I try, to go and see friends Saturday, yeah. Sundays mm-hmm. and have those, those me days are mm-hmm. still 
towards and working towards my work. Because if I'm not healthy and I'm not in that state of mind where I feel content or like calm, Mm -hmm. again, it's going to be that anxiety, that stress and my work is going to be, you know, messy. Yeah. So those off days are so necessary. Mm -hmm. People who don't take time off for themselves, you can see it in their face and you feel kind of gross around them. And I want to be happy. I want to always be calm. And Yeah, definitely. I think also kind of going back to having the right sort of friends. I feel like a lot of times when we, you know, meet up for lunch with our friend group, it's a lot of brainstorming about our goals and also a lot of recharge time, like going on hikes together, doing things that really recharge us as opposed to, and like no shame to anyone who is in more of a party state. But like, I find if I go to a party with my friends, I feel really drained after not just from the late night, but from feeling like I didn't actually connect with anyone. It's like I spent this social time, but I don't feel connected. And that leaves me feeling really drained. And I've been trying to keep track of like what makes me feel drained and what makes me feel recharged and to spend my weekends doing things and spending time with specific people that make me feel recharged, not drained. Exactly. And I think that there's two aspects to this. This is one that if people are spiritual, which I feel like we really are. And Mm -hmm. once we've actually toned in onto that and we've allowed ourselves to like open into that idea of the universe and the manifestations and all of those different energy aspects even tracking our chakras and our auras and Mm -hmm. doing all these things you become more sensitive to who you surround yourself with definitely and I feel like you know we were kind of brought together in the sense that like Mm -hmm. the universe really wanted to inspire us to be with each other definitely and I think that's a very fortunate and amazing thing a lot of people do not or necessarily maybe have that in their life. Um, but like you said, even going to parties recently, it's just, it's not, not our place. I yeah. feel like it for us, even then on a business mind, and you take out mm-hmm. the spiritual side for people who are maybe not spiritual. Yeah. Once you even are tuned in on the more, you know, knowledgeable, what's that, that idea? What's the, um, studious side. Oh, yeah. You really can't hold a conversation with people who are kind of slurring their conversations yeah. and, you know, they're uh, talking about other things. Totally. And- I know this past weekend, Jasmine and I were actually both at a party and I found myself feeling, and I didn't even realize, so I'd had like a stomach bug earlier <laughs> in the week and I was sitting at dinner and I was like, oh my God, Jasmine, like, I think I'm gonna have to leave. I feel really sick. And I was okay. I'll just like, waited out for like 10 more minutes. And then I started having this deep connected conversation with our other friend about some stuff going on in her life recently. And I noticed my stomach ache completely disappeared. And I realized that it was actually anxiety from feeling that, yeah, that drain disconnected feeling. And also I know for me with an e-commerce company, I can choose to brand myself with Remint or to stay in the background. And I have chosen to brand myself with it. But I know in your field, that's not even a choice. Like you're at the forefront and seen in person regardless. So do you feel like that's impacted your social life at all? It, it's really funny because I feel like growing up, I, I came from a family where people were always judging us and looking at us and we were representatives for the communities and all all throughout the different countries so people were always constantly like what is she doing and how is she acting how is she sitting how what is she wearing what you know yeah do you feel like your family said that to you too like do you feel like your family was internally kind of making sure i I feel like and i'm really blessed to have had that because i feel like i'm now able to 
imply that into my work sense yeah. it's not something now kind of like new and like yeah, confusing it feel foreign, but yeah. yeah it was something definitely that it was more of like you know this conservative family that we had to, you know people were always watching and now applying that that was for work then too right for the different mm-hmm. leadership roles and stuff like that in different businesses and organizations but now within even my own corporation people are always going to be constantly looking like i said we're our own bosses our own ceos and people Mm -hmm. are going to be like is she taking her company you know like seriously Mm -hmm. is she you know dressing the part is she looking the part is she talking the part you know these things and then if they're going to trust you with their money you are at the end of the day representing your company Mm -hmm. better than anyone else so i feel like 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 i said we're always turned on Mm -hmm. and like i like it's kind of second nature to us i feel like it's not something we need to like think of or do it's not comes naturally yeah yeah, it comes natural but being surrounded by friends and and people who are also in that same aspect of their life really Mm -hmm. does help yeah definitely yeah and it makes it easier too because you feel like everyone's representing kind of the same or similar path um so and even like what we were talking about we want to get into more of those groups where we're meeting with different individuals and entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and always constantly allowing us to grow because you know our mind is always taking on new information and we want to learn you don't Mm want to just kind of stay stagnant and then drop yeah (laughs) yeah totally um kind of putting you on the spot but in terms of like growth mindset, do you have any valuable resources for the listeners to leave them off with like books, podcasts, um, that you have found to be really useful? I love, love, love The Alchemist. I've never read that one. Oh my God. I I will give it to you. My book is full of like a whole bunch of notes and little tabs and I've read that book 30 times. Really? And every time I read it, I come out completely like inspired, totally differently. What's the premise of that Um, book? Basically, it is written by Paolo Cahello and he, it's this young boy who Mm -hmm. takes on his journey and throughout this journey, it's not about the destination, it's Mm -hmm. it's about the journey and coming along with different omens in life and that Mm -hmm. you're supposed to meet certain individuals along your way and they're Mm -hmm. not just random. Yeah. And they inspire you and they teach you and Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, he was looking for quote unquote a treasure and he had his mindset on what's this treasure but Mm -hmm. throughout that journey there was much more treasurable things and different people that kind of like inspired him and taught him and yeah and you have to put yourself into that shoe and Mm -hmm. I felt like I just was so touched by that so I really do love that and always just constantly reading I I think just picking up new books or Mm -hmm. you know new documentaries or yeah yeah and yeah also I feel like we've been talking about staying inspired creatively through really putting ourselves out there and going to a lot of galleries and all that kind of stuff too and I think meeting different types different individuals I feel like some people maybe feel comfortable around people that they grew up with or Mm -hmm. maybe quote-unquote again if they are more edgy they want to stay around edgy people but I feel like learning and being around strange people or you know mm. quiet people or yeah. loud and mysterious it, it also really helps us grow definitely so yeah, yeah going into art culture and then talking to people who are really fascinated with arts maybe it kind of pushes you or motivates you to kind of like look at things differently mm. and then looking at someone who's all about wellness it yeah. also taps into a different aspect so it's always definitely. good to just keep growing keep talking learning yeah i definitely feel the same 
Okay, well, I feel like that was so many valuable takeaways for the audience. And also, it's nice to do an interview or interview quotes (laughs) um, with a friend because I feel like it's just such a different tone. And I hope people feel like they got a bit of insight as to what Tuesday morning coffee looks like (laughs) when you're hanging out with the two Jasmines. Love it. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Thanks so much, Jasmine. Thanks for having me. Yay.